So welcome to the low, low show or lowdown. How low can you go? How low can you go? You can see we played around with a couple names. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's a, it's a husband and wife duo. The reason the show is only live now and not three years ago is because that's long it took me to get the courage to actually have my wife on anything on a show with me because I know what happens at home. But the, I, for me, I, I want to start creating conversation, I think, me and my wife, and, and, and on the lowdown and our little business that we represent. Uh, we want to start creating conversation. And we want to do, you know, not just to be different for different sake, but there's an exceptional amount of great stuff happening at the moment. There is a hell of a lot of realities to also deal with. But in between that, we need to find space for, one, where we are as a business, um, two, all of a sudden we all start over and some of us literally and some of us, um, you know, I don't you know, mean all over. And now how does business look forward? How does our life, personal lives and et cetera look forward? And how does that involve our families? Have family businesses just become the new next best thing? Um, are companies um, going to need, you know, in a time like this and especially um, we want to just talk a little bit about um, what's your worst mistakes? Because there's a lot of successful stories and all of that granted. And I think what we also want to listen to is what are the worst mistakes? Because we, we all know, and this is facts for everybody, that we've always learned from our mistakes. And that's what we want to highlight in a, in a good way. Then also give you some solutions, practical ways of you know, identifying what those mistakes were and how to not maybe make them f- for yourself. And um, over to you. I was about to ask, when do I get to say something? <laughs> well, this is pretty much how the show's <laughs> going to go. <laughs> so um, I was just thinking, nobody knows who you are. Um. So what gives you or me even the credibility to talk about? Well, we've got a podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a microphone. We've got a microphone, we've we got equipment, everything. Yeah. We are legit. <laughs> No, I, I think for, for me all, you know, the credibility for me is in all of us at the moment. I think that none of us really knows what the future holds. All of a sudden, we've all become human. doesn't matter if you're rich, successful, got all the money in the world or the poorest in the world. We're all in some way going through this together. So I think it's almost leveled the playing field a little bit. And the real economy, everybody understands that. Everybody always speaks about it. But the real economy is in the day-to-day people that is not always highlighted on TV. It's not always interviewed as the most sexiest businesses on shows and doesn't always get automatic PR because of their spend in traditional media streams. They can afford massive PR operations. And we want to speak about companies that aren't necessarily in that world, but that have served generations of, of um, uh, so, uh, generations of economy in South Africa. And right now... A lot of that's going to be highlighted and become more prevalent and important in the future. Okay, so didn't answer my question at all. Real good. So <laughs> Real <say>? good start. <laughs> what yeah, do you want I, my I, credibility? What do you want? Yeah, no, I asked you what's your credibility to host a show. But I think it's twofold because we're not only going to be talking about your stories or no. our stories. We're going to be obviously getting a lot of people to tell us their stories. Um but even some of your stories, what's your background? Um, uh, entrepreneur, um, 
in telecommunications. Well, actually, I, I always go to, straight to telecommunications, but it started with mats, you know, in school. I was standard eight, and mats? these dripping mats that you take for when you, when you do your um, uh, washing up, your what dishes? Dripping uh, mats. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, you this put is it, it's an a English mat. to Afrikaans no, 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 translation. It's a, He's not quite getting right. No, no, okay, dripping mats. Well, okay, it's dishwasher rags. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a mat that's got a rubber mat that's got holes in it. You put the glasses over it so it doesn't steam up. Okay. And I started selling them door Still to door. Still selling them, yeah. Yeah, Bailey Park <laughs> um, in Potchefstroom. Started selling them there, and then went to um, the UK for three almost three years. Then started in telecommunications with a company called Intech, and then had two telecommunications company myself. Um, one, uh, you know, was one we took over on an existing overhead infrastructure and one we started from scratch, um, which was incorporated eventually and sold. Sold. And then the national Samsung and then then after that it was butcheries and dived a little bit into the restaurant market. And but re- but also that was not it's, it's the f- it's the learning of the value chain for me. It was from farm abattoir to butchery. It's the business aspect of it. All of a sudden, I sat on a big table. Very privileged to have done that. So I learned a hell of a lot out of that experience. And at the same time, starting a retail chain in Johannesburg, um, and then um, after that, went into what I, I really loved is to grow companies and assist people, help them to position their product or their service. In fact, one of them was an industrial designer of how to sell his projects better. That was one of the first clients I had. Then another one, which was a manufacturer of uh, baby food containers, um, international company for big, big uh, corporate. And then um, what's it? And then Lasher Tools. Lasher Tools, which is with, you know, the... Uh, it's almost a part of our heartbeat in this uh, uh, company and they are a manufacturing company largest of its kind in southern hemisphere uh, three factories so again into the factory environment learn a hell of a lot of that with associated partners on manufacturing circle proudly sa and um you know in in between all of that um and it's not supposed to be credibility i think it's just that we've you know always independently managed to um have be in business Okay, and then obviously today we have Human, yeah, our business together. Side note, go yeah. check out Human. It's um, to get away from myself. Uh, Obi Enterprise, which is Optimal Business, but it's really a nickname, Obi. Um, that was sort of how I was going to build it. Human for me is a much bigger picture for Africa um, and the world. And, you know, it's now I'm very excited that I've got a great team and that's sort of the passing of that um, with me, you know, sitting obviously in the passionate way that I still do. Yeah, I'm excited that you are, like you said, super passionate. And now there'll be loads of other people that can hear everything that you have to say. I mean, you're really good at face-to-face and people walk away thinking, wow, okay, I've got a little nugget of gold. So it's cool that we can um, share it with people yeah but it, like it's like you say for us it's through other people's experiences as well you know um i mean we're still in that learning process every single day of our life we you know we put a humble we have a very humble approach in our business it's it's the first time we're really going public in all of this time we've always just been below the radar um one business maybe uh, country meat was maybe the most public business ever but that's how I've personally always been, and I think it's reflected a little bit into the business. And the reason for us to go public, and and public is because we want to 
now be part of the economy. And 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 and, it's, and I've always made excuses on so many different aspects. And now it's the now it's the perfect time to play a role in this economy going forward. People's life, how they approach things, how businesses are supposed to be run and done. I mean, I'm still figuring that out. Um, but I'm excited to learn together also because for me, what I really see for us as a team is that we now all of a sudden are you know with everybody now we can grow with companies back bring back growth in their in, into their companies again we can play a role in how they come back together or how at the moment they're being sustainable it's a hell of a privilege and exciting to be part of it because there's so much heart sore going on at the moment there's so much negativity and 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 and, and all of it real all of it you know completely justified to share and to understand what's going on to face the reality but there's something about having a mindset at the moment to start thinking about how do we fight back? What do we do f- looking forward? Because the further we stop that process, no matter that, whenever that time's going to come, right? and, and whatever's going to come is going to come, but we can at least somehow manage it better if we at least apply ourselves as best as possible. And, you know, we're not perfect. We're not saying you're not going to go through the dips and the ups and the downs and, and all the stuff that goes with it. But we just want to also talk a little bit about to people that's done it, you know, people that's in it, not, not that, that, that it's gone through the positions easily or was given this position or never really earned it because I'm tired of that advice. And it's a personal note. I'm tired of that advice. There's no seven steps to follow and then all of a sudden make it. There's real conversations to have, very easy practical stuff. It doesn't cost money. You know, all this money that people say you have to spend to start a business, all this advice that are going out there at the moment, I'm not saying all of it does not matter because everybody's trying to fight for a space at the moment. You know, we just want to get back to the real conversation that you can walk away, you can make practical steps and have a business either adjusted or changed within a few steps. Sorry, that's maybe a mouthful. (laughs) Um, So, oh, thanks for asking who am I. uh, (laughs) I I was just taking a sip. Can I I have a little sippy? Um, So, I... Just quick notes on me. I'm definitely not as experienced in, uh, as Albert is in the entrepreneurial space, but I grew up in Cape Town and moved to Joburg at 21 by myself for work and work opportunity and then got caught up in the energy of Joburg and the drive of it and ended up staying here. And uh, before I joined Albert in his adventures, I was the commercial director at a youth marketing business. So... Yeah, we both have quite an interesting view on business, marketing, sales, life. Uh, we are husband and wife, but we tend to be quite yin and yang. <laughs> um, but so I love that. <laughs> and, and I'd like to say it works for us, but in all honesty, it works for us most of the time and definitely not in lockdown whatsoever. <laughs> um Okay, on to what is, how low can you go? Because we haven't really discussed or explained what people can expect. You're um, practical. So what's in your practical view? What is the lowdown? Well, I think the, the exciting thing for me is that um, everything you read is seven successful habits of a CEO. Um, and uh, people often ask, successful people how did you become successful and I think they tend to focus on the successful steps they took in order to get where they are and I think you and I both have really 
big mistakes we made in our process to getting to where we are. And I think that just spurred on something for us. Like if we made such big mistakes and we can talk to people about those and what we could have done differently or what we learned from those, how many other stories do other people have? Yeah, imagine how many uh, just individuals are starting a business. You know, and it's nothing wrong. We, we, we tend to think like, oh, if I don't know this, I'm weak. Or if I don't understand that, I'm, I'm stupid or whatever. Is that the right word? But I think the, the, the fact of the matter is even the best of times is difficult. Now, when your mindset and when everything's going on, it's probably going to be even more difficult. So now all we want to do is it doesn't matter who you are, small, old, established business, family, uh, corporates, we might want to step away a little bit from, uh, because the biggest thing for us, I want to speak about the genuine stories that leads, because the, you, we, if we're going to talk about those mistakes in those companies, is that also how, what role their product or their service plays in the local economy, the South African economy, African footprint, and then how to perhaps also start creating a voice in Africa, okay, about businesses, and how much we have to offer, because if you look at the export market, if you look at what we export, we have such fantastic stuff that we use. And, 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 but we have this perception in South Africa and that you know, South African products or services aren't always perhaps world or global standards. And I think in most places we exceed it. We want to speak to companies that offer that type of value. And I think that is part of this. Um, and that's the type of companies that we want to invite also to come and talk. Companies that offer true value in their product or service to the end consumer. Yeah, ultimately there's a major business lesson in it and we hope that people don't have to make the same mistakes that we um, maybe did. Uh, I'm really excited about some of the stories which are now classic and now you can laugh at, <laughs> but uh, having a syndicate of meat, steal meat stealers, that's, I'm not even sure that's the right way of putting it, but that... Uh, in stole almost a million rands of meat from you. I mean, that is, like, how that could happen is just crazy. So I'm excited to unpack that a little bit more with you, how it happened. How did you stop it from happening again? What were the triggers that you might have seen not to make that same mistake again, etc.? I think that's the biggest thing. We don't want to just talk because I don't think I'm the most interesting guy and Tammy, you much more interesting, so if they want to continue I thought you listening. were about to say, and I'm even less interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a bit of a nerd. But I think uh, it, it, it's, the, it, it's, it's the mistake that was made, but more, you know, very importantly, like if I think about, to a, you know, we sell toilet seats at some stage. And if you think about, okay, we've gotten the seats, it's a long story, we won't go into it now, but then, you know, we couldn't get this product afterwards, then it's like, okay, you should think about the entire value chain. You should think about how do you service your customers afterwards. You think about how you follow through. I think that's stuff that is going to be important to take a moment and to think on, but also, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, and I think we, we want to call everybody into action. You know, it's part of, hopefully, what we're going to speak about, and then hopefully other stories that are interesting as well uh, you know not about us yeah definitely cool I think that sums it up cool. well thank you what are you making for dinner <laughs> <laughs>